Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I am here with the Coach John Brent in American flag shirt, man. I'm here with the vet down in Pittsburgh, Texas at the talk, right? At the talk. At the talk, yeah. The Tactical Operations Center for the Coach Coach and the Vet. There it is. Yes. I'm I'm the coach and you're the vet. That's right. That is right. Man. It's coach. great when we're out somewhere and somebody says something. You had something happen this week. I got to tell you that, man. Yeah. So I was I was in the, the play in the in local town. I was an extra. Uh, I smiled. I put on a coat. Looked cool, you know. I was there for the last five minutes. But it's a wonderful lot. They did a great, great deal on it. They did a radio edition of the It's a Wonderful Lot. Wow. It was pretty cool. So- My granddaughter, we took her, and she sat there. <laughs> and she liked Miss Violet. Oh, my God. She got a picture uh-huh. with her and everybody. But when we was rehearsing, I came up there and they, the lady, one of the ladies that was, uh, she would play uh, George Bailey's mom, and she also played the tax auditor, uh, uh, the bank bank examiner is what it was called, and she goes, "I know you. You're the vet from the coaching the vet." And I was like, "Really? Well, yes, know. that was cool." That cool? I, about four or five weeks ago, I was at the gym one day in Tyler at Elite, and a guy came up to me and. Was, Say, we were talking about something, and he said, you still doing your podcast? I was like, uh, yeah. He goes, yeah, I listen to that sometimes. I was like, wow, I didn't even have a clue. Yeah, yeah. and she goes, I watch most of them, but you tell that coach, if he don't get himself straight, I will come up there and spank him myself. <laughs> I'm like, done deal, man. Spank yeah. me, huh? Yep. Oh, boy. Yep. I, think I, she, I think she'll yank a knot in your ass, to be honest Let's with you. Let's do it. And uh, so, so that was just a good feeling, and yeah. it's good to, good to know people are checking us out and such. So, coach, uh, I thought we'd change it up a little bit today. We're going to talk about social media pet peeves. Mm. And, uh, the list is long. The, the list is long. And, and so I have a few of them, uh, but I'll start out with my very first one. Go. Ladies, ain't no guy want to see your damn hands. None. <laughs> when you're 20 years old and you show me your 85-year-old hands, I'm like, I just want to see something else. I'm sorry, that ain't doing it. And I'm not here to judge, but by God, get the damn hands. Nobody wants to see that you got a rock on there. Put the rock on the thing. Don't show me your fingers unless you've got some model hands or something. But everybody shows me these 65. I'm like, my wife goes, how old is she? I said, she's only like 25, honey. She hey, goes, there ain't no way in hell. She's in a nursing home. I'm like, I know. She wants to show us that she should belong in the nursing home. But nobody wants to see your damn hands. Uh-uh-uh. I mean, and, and I'll, I'll guess I've got a few, but one that makes me think about that is the new uh, workout pants, sideways, back, butt view that we get on all the pictures now. Like, I'm at the gym, and, you know, they're turning it back, and you're just seeing the butt outline. Your butt doesn't really like that, but you can kind of – I haven't tried it. Maybe we should try it. Maybe my butt will look bigger. I don't know. But they do it, and I have to see everybody's butt, so I'm flipping through, and about every eight pictures, a girl at the gym – Turn sideways with the camera behind them with the little butt and the legs kicked out. It's a pet peeve. It's like, I don't mind people working out. I love to work out. But, man, this new butt view thing is well, taking over. I got, I got that disease called no acetal. No, I got it too. And, and, uh, and I mean, I wear a belt to keep my britches to, from completely falling off my ass. <laughs> and uh, I, in the Army, I had suspenders on for the wet weather gear. I wore them half the damn time. Man, damn pants right up the crack of my ass because of that shit. Because huh? I Same got problem. no ass. So anyway, moving along. The next thing that I, I really have on here is you sit here and you'll have your page. 
and people will come on your page and give their political opinion <clears throat> to your page. Now, I have the coach and the vet page where I will go fist to cuff with anybody. Right. And if I post something, I got it. But I don't go on somebody else's page and just go stir a ruckus because I just don't think that's too polite or ethical. That's just me. Right. So, anyway. Well, another one I have is I had a, I have a friend that, that I grew up with from East Texas. I won't even name the town because I don't want to out the guy at all. But I, And I actually said to him in a post, I, I will post something about my family, about the coach and the vet, about good stuff's going on, anniversary, whatever it is. I'll never a like, never anything, never comment. But the first time that I put something on there that's political, it's a lie. And it's opposite of you. And it yeah. makes you like, wait a minute, this is my page. And you yeah. come on my page. And I actually finally said to him in the comments this last week, when's the last time you ever just liked any of my photos yeah. from my kids? Do you like being my friend or you just don't? If, there's no reason you have to be. Now, my page is public and it'll always be public. So there are times that people come on there that aren't. I've seen it from time to time. But when you have somebody that's actually grown up with you, and all they do is bash your opinion with their opinion, but don't even give a crap about you if you, your kid graduates high school. That's a exactly. So I'll, I'll throw this out there. I had, and in the military, we have uh, those things called a certain rank's wife. You know me as an officer's wife. And I had a sergeant major's wife come on there. And I've been a sergeant major for 13 years. Uh, so I kind of got that. I, I, I'd got that job down pretty good. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. Uh, I mean, all my assessments were like, he is the baddest mother flipper we ever rated. You know, I mean, they, they, what they said, I'm not lying. So anyway, you know, after I retired, just, you know, I ain't heard hide hair from damn Sergeant Major's wife that we were retired at the same equivalency, you know, and then she comes on telling me how to run my life. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't say hi to my wife. Yeah. You don't, like you said, don't, don't acknowledge my grandchildren. But that was important for you to tell me that shit that I don't give a flying flock. Because you didn't inject yourself to be an important in my life. Right. Moving along. So the next thing I got, Coach, is, you know, when we were kids, you and I probably learned to dance out there at the country club. Oh. Now, I am telling you right now, there is a ton of people in America that never went to the country club right down here about a mile down the road because they sure the hell don't know how to dance. But they advertise that shit on freaking TikTok like we want to see – you trying out for a cheerleader routine. I don't know what this shit here is. is hold on. Hold on. And then I kind of shake my ass a little bit. Jesus, man. Get that shit off her. Show me how to work on a car. Show me how to shoot a deer. Something cool. Yeah. But definitely, that is, I just can't, I don't like that. I don't know. That's I don't know. One of, the, you know. one of the things that's been bugging me lately, and I don't know what's going on it because I really haven't figured it out yet, but my wife can I be sitting on the couch watching TV, and we'll say, well, you know what? We need to think about getting somebody something for Christmas, and we'll name the brand. And we talk about the brand for a minute. We're going about our business. And 30 minutes later, I'll check my Facebook and start going through, and there's advertisements for the coats. There's advertisements for all this that you just talked about. Yes. That, wait a minute, I didn't even put Siri help me. Yep. I didn't even get on there and look it up. Who's listening to me, vet? Coach, I'm just telling you this right now is they're not just listening to you. They're, they're reading your mind. I can sit here and think about my Mustang I'm working on. I'm like, you know, I need to get some, I don't know, I, I, I need to get me a, a door hinge for this here, a striker. And I'm just thinking about it, and I will type it in once on Google to look, and then... You got some AI going on, huh? Man, that's, those Chinese dudes are really good with this stuff right now. Well, and I don't have Siri in the house. 
you know. Well, back to that, one of the things that it makes it even more of a peeve is when you actually do look something up. Yeah. Say, like, we're thinking about going to Broken Bow. We looked up cabins one day. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we decided, well, we're going to wait about three weeks to, to book one. Yeah. For the next three weeks, every cabin in the world in Broken Bow and AR, a, the, the, you know, air nope, nope. all that was just They probably up. even sent you the bill and said, just sign here, you know. Jeez, it's, it's, it's like you, you're bombarded yeah. with, you know, you can't even just have a, you know, have a night and go, you know, I'm going to see what's on the... You know, it's going to take you over. So the next thing that, that is a pet peeve of mine, and, and it, I am partial on this, is, you know, is I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. Mm. I've been a long time. But I got people that don't even know three people on their damn football team that will come out and tell me how bad the Dallas Cowboys suck out of the blue. It can be on Easter, Dallas Cowboys suck. I'm like, who are you? What are you talking about? Who is your starting quarterback? Do you even know the wide receivers? Hell, the damn the damn people on the team can't even name the wide receivers. Only the relatives can on the team, you know. And I'll get that. I, I get it more from Steelers fans than anybody else. And I'm like, Steelers, y'all should be proud. You're one six Super Bowl. Shut the flock up. You can't know? win them all. And, and I'm like, man, don't hate us just because we're badass, you know. But that there is just a pet peeve of mine. Not because they're attacking the Cowboys. Because I look at it as, to be honest, I look at it at the same level as I look at my granddaughter who's five. Mm. It's, it's, it's five-year-old childhood. So, but anyway, that's just me. Well, uh, another one of mine is that you have the, uh, the you're on social media, you're, you're doing your thing, you're just minding your business, and all of a sudden you'll get a message on the backside mm -hmm. saying you, and it'll be in Griffin. And say, how are you doing? And you'll click on, do it, man, what are you doing? Have you heard? Did I hear what? Did you hear about the new program from the federal government? That, that, that <laughs> these spam attacks that go through your messenger as a conversation with you. Yep. So I checked it out when I was tricking it. I just started typing in stuff that made no sense. And there's just a script that goes down because they know how people answer. How are you doing? Doing good. How are you? Great. Have you heard this? No, I haven't. Well, good. Let me tell you. And it's just taking over your messages. And it's a spam. It's, and it's scammers. Well, rest your coach. Ian Griffin ain't going to say how you doing. Yeah. I mean, I'll say, hey, mother flipper, what's going on? Right. You know, or some shit like that, uh, because that's how we talk in the Army, you know. Uh, so the other one I got is a pet peeve of mine is I will, I've been known to get into some political conversations. Mm -hmm. We are the coaching event. We do those things. But I try to tie them to, like, political pages or a, a coaching event episode. But, you know, when we bring up something, and then somebody brings up some batshit crazy shit from 20 years ago, about, well, when your president was this, I don't care. I live in the now. I, I'm sorry. I can't change then. I can change it now because I can vote your mother flipper out. I can't change right. the past, you know. And uh, and back then, I hate to break the news to you. I was serving the country. I had to keep my mouth shut while you were sitting there running your mouth all the yeah. time. So, you know, uh, so I can, that kind of pisses me off. So, anyway, but that's just me. What else you got, Coach? Well, you're right. It's like any answer that you get from somebody when you're dealing with politics and you're dealing with somebody <laughs> the other side is, yeah, but what about Trump or what about George W. whatever? It's always that answer. Or go straight to the racism because they don't want to yeah. actually have a conversation, so they throw those things at you, and it, it just drives me crazy. Another thing on social media that's recently pissed me off is I post stuff on my story mm -hmm. where it just shows it for a second. I think it's like a five-second thing, yep. and it goes to the next photo. And I might, if I'm cooking, I might put four or five of them on there. But there are some people that will put 25 or 30 of them in a, in a row. And so if you click on the – like if you take it and you're just clicking on it to go to the next one and you're just like, 
just trying to get to the next person because one person is just taking over your freaking uh, story because it's just they do 30 of 40 of them in a row. They're Hillary. They're Hillary. They're Hillary. Oh they need God, some attention. They do. They need to be strong. It's like I think there should be a limit. You get five a day or something because yeah. sometimes it's just it just takes over. So you want to see everybody's story, but you can't get through that one person. So one one I got, and you brought it up just a second ago, Coach, is is the is the infamous, and we have talked this a lot on the coaching event, the R word, the no. R word, and R word is not racing cars. It is racism and racist. And uh, the R word in social media and in mainstream media is used to end conversations. And we talked about this a little while ago about the uh, Jesse Smollett case, how he has brought out that people question things now, and which is a good thing. Instead of used to, if you were called a racist, you went and hid in your corner and you're like, that mother flipper called me a racist. And now people in America have learned to say, Shut the flock up. Not racist. But I think it's very childish that that deuce of clubs comes out as a race card because, like I said the other day, it is no powerful than the deuce of clubs and spades. Mm-mm. And um, no more. Where it used to be an ace, but it is none of that now. It is watered that down because it was. But it has been watered down so much and it has been over-bastardized so much that now nobody, everybody understands that the person normally calling that is probably the one that's either racist or two. They don't know the true meaning, and they have nothing intellectual to bring to the conversation whatsoever. So they have to resort to that to hopefully they walk out with a win. And, and they hope that it ends the conversation. Whereas now using the R word has just only started the debate now. You go, tell me how that's racist. And I'll give you a good example. Is I, ha- I am on a page that uh, is called All We Talk About Sports. They do that for about five days, and then they throw in some racism stuff about Colin Kaepernick. Mm. And I'm like, aren't we talking about sports? Oh, you're racist for asking us to take this down. I said, no, dude, we just said we're just going to talk about sports. You know, I mean, a third-rate quarterback 20 years ago don't mean shit to me. I mean, it's like bringing up Elvis right now. I mean, he don't mean shit to me, you know, so why are we talking about him? Right. Well, you know, so – well, and the racism stuff, it, you know, when I first got on social media a few years ago, it would bother me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me a bit now because normally I understand this. If you're intelligent enough to have a conversation with someone, there's no two people the same. Even yourself and I, we debate the Cowboys, mm-hmm. some of the stuff on, on, from the election, even Trump sometimes. And we don't get halfway through the conversation and throw out a word that tries to stop the conversation. Right. And that's what racism is. Let's stop the conversation because either you're making such a good point that I don't have a comeback or you're not making any sense because you can't understand because you're not a certain color. Yep. But you know what? That's bullshit. And when I started calling it out, someone told me about a year and a half ago online that I have to finally pick a side. And I sat back and go, I'm not going to have to pick a side just based on a color or a gender. I'm going to sit on the top of the fence and go, you're right or you're wrong. Yep. You're wrong and you're right. Based on the facts of the individual case, not based on my color, your color, anybody's cover, but ba- of color, but based on the fact of the actual argument. And when I decided to do that, it's almost like you say bullshit to it or cancel the cancel culture type mentality. And finally, they quit the mess. But you have to stand up to that crap. 
social media has now, that's a good thing about it. It started out as a pet peeve, but now it's like I've seen people go, you know what? You can't call me racist because I'm not racist and you can't make me racist yeah. just because you think I'm racist because I don't believe in your merit and because I don't hold a Black Lives Matter flag or I don't hold so-and-so's flag that makes me racist because my opinion is different. Yeah. And you know what? We quit doing it. So the pet peeve actually, I think, is turning the tide on some of that crap. And the Smollett crap just makes it even better for me to go, you know what? No, I don't have to believe someone just because they're gay or they're transgendered or they're black or they're Hispanic. I'm going to wait for facts to come in. That's what we got to do. So i got a couple other pet peeves. Give it to me. So the next pet peeve is, is very biased to me. I will say it is borderline biased, is before the NFL season will ever start, you will have a crop of analysis that come out, and they will say that Aaron Rodgers is leading the MVP race in the NFL. <laughs> Ain't even go. been a pass thrown yet. Hell, we, he may break his neck at the first of the year. But he is leading the MVP race before it even starts. Now, I will say, I can't stand that mother flipper. He has the whole rabbit in his pocket. That is a fact. He, you know, he extorts the rules. We all know that. He likes to get 12 men on the field and all that other crap. And the next thing is with him, just because he owns freaking Chicago, don't mean that I have to like him. But he is a damn good quarterback. We watched the game the other night that when we were watching, my wife goes, I know you don't like him, and I don't like him either because he's a pompous SOB. But... That's Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, I know. And then next time he gets the ball, he drives down for a touchdown. She goes, that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, said, I know. But I can't stand how there is a man crush from hell from the news reporting agencies in the, in the sports arena on him. Let the season play out. Maybe we have a new one. Maybe you get that guy out of Cincinnati that surprises everybody. You know, I don't know, Burrow. You know, maybe you like him instead of Aaron Rodgers. But you already committed your children to Aaron Rodgers. That's just my mm-hmm. pet So. Yeah, so I, I, another thing that I hate on social media when it comes with sports is when Tom Brady was going to leave the, the, the New England Patriots, you know, people are saying, well, get, this, get him to come to Dallas, get him mm-hmm. to come all these places they want him to go. And then he goes and he wins the Super Bowl. And the first thing you say, well, if you really want to see how great he is, have him sign with the Cowboys and see if he can take them to the Super Bowl. So whatever team that you dislike, you throw that on, and, well, if you really think he's the GOAT and put him with this team and – he won't be the GOAT. He, he, he would sign with the Lions and take the Lions to the playoffs. Maybe not Isn't the that Bowl. crazy? He, but he would get them to the playoffs. He's that much of a winner. He's that much of a winner, but, but, but I think it's more of this. He's that much respected. By his teammates. That all he has to do is murmur it. Whereas others don't yeah. have that. And, you know, he can easily go, hey, John Brown, I just need you to go over here. And the dude shuts the flock up and does it. Whereas other quarterbacks will go, hey, John Brent, he goes, man, you've been throwing to the other guy the whole time. Leave me alone. You know? How many players in the last 10, 12 years has been a problem somewhere and come to the Patriots and now come to the Buccaneers and no problem at all? Because what what do problem players need? They They need need Michael Jordan. They need guidance. Dennis Rodman to Michael Jordan. They need need a strong figure to guide them. And and somebody with credibility. And Tom Brady has, has that credibility. And they know that if you can't play with him, you're not going to play anywhere else. And they crave that. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've seen it with soldiers in the military that some of them have challenges, and they become great leaders later, but they just needed that one to go, hey, hey, Ian, I need you to do this and shut up. My last pet peeve. Go ahead, Coach. And I want to do this as a way to get everybody to kind of be better, okay? There's some people that I see that when something good happens to someone else, they don't like it or they don't comment on it. But then when there's something negative that happens, 
then you see negative comments. Mm -hmm. So what I mean, like, if you're so upset with your life that you see someone get a new car or they get a new home or they're... Something great happens. You should be happy for that person. Yes. You should be ecstatic for that person. Even if you were trying to purchase a home and you get denied for a home or the, your dream home you thought you were going to get, somebody made a bigger offer and it went away, but someone else got a home that week, there's something inherently wrong with our culture today where we're not ecstatic for someone else's success when we feel like we should have got it before they did. And you know, there's a little bit of a Ten Commandment of, you know, coveting. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of coveting going on today. And the social media really brings it out. And you're like, well, that's not really who they are. I mean, that's not really how happy they are. Well, maybe they are or maybe they're not. But why does that affect you to judge that person? So yeah. I think the judgment that we have for people really needs to stop. Give, 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 give them credit, man. And so that kind of picked you back to my last one here. And the last one I got revolves around race. Perfect example. Kyle Rittenhouse was found innocent by a court of his peers of 12 people. By our law system, he was found innocent. Mm -hmm. To be quite honest, all of America should be praising that. But not all of America did because a lot of America, even after it was all over with, goes, well, if he was black, he would never got that. Instead of finding some form of fault in some, somebody should be happy that an innocent man protected his life and lived through it and the court found him in compliance, and he is exonerated. There are many that wanted him to go to prison. Solely because of his race. Solely because he was a white guy with a gun at a yeah. Black Lives Matter event. And, and the race to me is immaterial of who it is. Yeah. But we should be happy for any man or woman in America that has gone through some traumatic events. And this 17-year-old boy who became an 18-year-old man rather quickly went through some major traumatic events had people look down on him, and he survived it all and was exonerated by the court of law. And we should be happy for that. And that should be anything. Like the Nick Salmon. We should all be happy that that was bull crap. Right. We and, don't want the kid acting the way they projected him yeah. to act. And he didn't act that way. Didn't. So since he did, they've been going, you know what? Good job, young fellow. Yes. But you I, won't see it that way. And I will say that's any race. It's just two that comes in my head. From Jump Street, it should be any race, is if they come out in the court of law and they get exonerated by a jury of the peers, we should be like, thank goodness. Well, I'm going to interject on one thing. is yeah. Someone has said to me one time on, on social media, and I think they sent on the backside a message to me that the reason that I don't like Colin Kaepernick has to do with that he's black. And I'll be honest with you, and I want to set the record straight on that. Yeah. If that was a white guy... A black guy, a Hawaiian guy that did exactly what he did, yep. I would still say it's disgraceful. Well, you know, yeah, I, me. It has nothing to do with race for me. Exactly. You know, I, I'm just not a fan of somebody. I don't care if he has the afro or yep. he has long, stringy, rock and roll, motley crew hair. Yeah. If he did that, to me, it's disrespectful and disgraceful to my country. Yep. That's just me. And, and it wasn't just disrespectful. It was like, let me scratch the scab even harder. Right. Even, even Ruth Bader Ginsburg who the journalists tried to censor the Supreme Court judge yeah, so the comments that. wouldn't all be out, but they finally got released. Yeah. She even goes, that was dumb. That is dumb. Yeah. So anyway. There we go. 
So these are just a few of our pet peeves. Man, put some of yours below if you watch this because I, I tell you, our list could be long. We could go on for hours on this, but those yeah. are just some that. I want to know if I'm offending you and, and, and I need to change. I hope that. I'm offending you. I hope yeah. I'm offending you sometimes, too. You, you do. Like Dallas Cowboy, Dak Prescott. You crap. do all the time. We Jerry, talk J- about Jackson, Jerry Jackson's offense. Oh, give me suck. one word. Suck. Suck. I'll give you one word. Dak. It's not all Dak. Dak. But, but Dak is having issues. But anyway. Dak. But that O-line is not the almighty that we all thought it was. I didn't think it was. There you go. We got to get off the Cowboys. We do. So, from the coach. <laughs> to the bed. It's time to stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned. tuned.